Hi, beautiful people. It's Annalyn Heat, aka That Philly Girl. Hi, guys. It's Kaveen spelled Kevin with an E. And, and welcome, welcome to, to our sex episode of our Yes You podcast. podcast. <laughs> okay, so this week's episode is called Self Love, Self Care, and Self Confidence. Okay, um, so what we're going to be talking about is just learning to appreciate yourself and taking care of yourself. And I think as well is. It's all about getting rid of that doubt, getting rid of the doubt that you are not great. And more importantly, having that mindset of knowing the fact that you have that confidence um, within you to pursue whatever you want to pursue. And also loving yourself. And when I say loving yourself, we're not just talking about physical beauty, but fully loving yourself mentally as well. And knowing which part you feel like you can improve and grow as a person. Yeah. Because I feel loving yourself isn't just about I love me. It's actually appreciating the flaws that you have and being brave enough and strong enough to be like, I love myself so much that I'm willing to change and grow to become a better version of myself. Yeah. and self-care um taking good care of yourself yeah and we're not just talking about massages or or going to the gym for example or pampering yourself it's all about taking yourself mentally yeah i i would say i don't really practice this that well so i think like this is more your center of knowledge but i can add my two cents into where like i have not done this but it's good advice to take yeah i don't think it's not like where where we have different experiences. I think we may actually have self love, self care, and self confidence. Mm-hmm. We might be in different ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be it'll be great to, have, to exchange ideas. Yeah. Um, in regards to this, so okay, let's take self love for example. Right. Okay. How do I love myself? Yeah, and I actually um pulled up back a little bit mm-hmm. and talk about what is self love and what is your definition of self love. My definition of self love is. Yeah, appreciating your flaws and your positives, right? That's the, well, that's mm. how I understand it. Um, unless you've got a different a different perspective on it. No, um, I completely agree with you. It's all about loving yourself enough that no matter what someone says about you, you have the self confidence to know that that is not you. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I feel that as females, and I can only talk in the female's perspective of course, uh, is that we were never really taught how important it is to love yourself. Mm. But can you be taught how to love yourself from people who don't really love themselves? If no. that makes sense. No. Or who have not practised the art of learning to love themselves. I don't think you can. Yeah. Um, and I think this is why, obviously, growing up, you realise that people, or once you meet someone, you know, when you're older, you realise that their childhood has a really big impact on how they, they look themselves. at themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you, you see beautiful women, for example, absolutely stunning, but they lack confidence. And that literally comes from either their, their environment. Yeah. Um, of course, this has a really, really huge impact on that. But I also believe that if your environment decides or makes a decision that, okay, you don't love yourself or you use your environment to feel like you don't love yourself, you can also change that mindset. Okay, right, okay. I don't mm-hmm. think the environment dictate how much you love yourself. I think your mindset and who you as a person can dictate how much you love yourself. Because I think blaming your environment, yes, and your environment may have a certain cause, mm-hmm. but it's not the 100% cause of you not loving yourself or loving yourself. As a human being, we have to take accountability of ourselves instead of placing um, blame to other people or yeah. the environment that we've been brought up in. Yeah. That's why I always try and make sure that I never categorise myself as someone who's a product of my environment mm. because people used to assume because of my accent that I used to live in a really nice house in a really nice part of London. But 
little did they know, I pretty much spent the rest of my life in a council estate, but people would never, they would have never thought it. And I guess to a certain extent, it's because I never portrayed myself in that manner because I didn't want to be a product of my environment. I didn't want to, because I think if people know where you're from, to a certain extent, they treat you a certain way. To me, I didn't want to be treated that way. I didn't want to them to give me that negative treatment that I associated with the area that I was being raised. I just want to play a bit of a devil's advocate mm-hmm. here. So does that mean that growing up, because you portrayed to be some not someone that you're not, but because you portrayed someone that um, in front of the world where you're not from, like, you know, for them not to know that you're from... It's not living. that I didn't portray it, is I never discussed it. So they would ask me and they would be like, oh, so you must live in a really... I'm like, nope, I don't live in the nice spot. I live in, um, I have a house. I live in a house I'm taken care of, but it was never, I, I would never say I lived in the accounts. Because to some extent, yeah, I think I was ashamed of living there. Yeah. But I think my parents did the best they could. So who am I to tell them that what they gave me isn't enough? But the only thing I didn't want was for people to treat me a certain way because they saw that I was from this area because there, there are people who will do that, unfortunately. So does that mean that back then you didn't have the self-confidence? Oh, as a child, I had no, conf- I had no confidence whatsoever. Because if you had the self confidence back then, yeah, whether they know or not, you you know where you grew up, that wouldn't have impact to your no, beliefs. No, of course, no, no. But then, to a certain extent, you only it's only when you get older that you start to realize these things. Mm. I don't, I don't think, well, unless your parents instill it in you, I don't think you will. You immediately think of these things or you, you think that the things you've gone through impact you in this way. It's only when you get older and you, you start to assess your life and what you've been through that you start to see the different impacts that it's had. Mm. But it's only when I, I, I would say probably until I was 23 mm. that I think that's when my confidence started to boost just a little bit. And obviously we're talking about self-confidence, self-love um, and self-care. I think what's really vital, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the self-value that you have or the values that you have. Yeah. Because when your values dictate your beliefs, right? which dictate mm-hmm. how you see yourself yeah. and how you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about self-love, I think it's really vital for us to actually firstly look back on ourselves and be like, what are my values? Yeah, it's and very important identifying what your values are. Exactly, and being so strong enough to believe those values that you live those values. Yeah, but just understand that your values will change throughout oh, yeah, your life. Course, yeah, of course, yeah. Depending on depending on where you are, how old yeah, you are, for example. Exactly. Um, but I think having those set of values mm-hmm. will help you identify who you are fully as a person. Yes. Which will help you be more confident and stand up for your beliefs. And be authentic in and who you are. And be authentic and be mm-hmm. unique in who you are. I think there's so many ways that you can practice self-love. I think one of the things that's really important is to t- take away the toxic people in your life. That bring your value really low. I think that's quite that's quite important. And you need to spend. I think you need to spend time to identify those. I, I don't think. Sorry to interject. That no, I, okay. I don't think anyone could actually lower your value unless you give them permission for them to lower your value. No, but then don't they say that you're you're a aggregate of your the, your five closest people or the five people you spend most of your time with? So even if you don't want them to affect your values, okay, they will to a certain extent so I think you definitely need to work on in order to I guess one of the first steps you can take in terms of like you know removing the toxic people is figuring out which of your friendships are transformational and which are transactional so Mm. who are the people who you just have like small conversation small talk with and you don't really let into your life that much or they don't let you into their lives that much and which are the people who you go to seek advice from when you know when you want to discuss something get a bit more ideas on what you want to do do you need to identify i think once you identify who your 
who who in your friendship circles are your transactional friends and your transformational friends then you can start to decipher who who's negative and why you need to remove them from your life mm-hmm. i completely agree with you um another thing is and this is going to be a really difficult thing to do is actually look at yourself in the mirror and just be honest with yourself yes oh that is like that bit is the killer more more often than not you are the person that's actually keeping yourself behind yeah um so i think you know i've I've done it a few times where i looked at myself and be like damn like i've really messed up here mm-hmm. or i'm not where i want to be and yeah. it's so hard to admit yeah and be like actually i can be more than what i'm giving now mm-hmm. well, it's so easy for people to be able to assess and judge other people's situations but when it comes to looking inwardly that's when it gets a bit challenging because to a certain extent we sort of even though we understand we have flaws but our flaws aren't so bad that we can't deal with them because it's innate what is us if that makes sense so um i think definitely taking a look in the mirror and having your conversation yourself and you know understanding where you've done wrong where you've done well and how you can improve those are really key bits and it doesn't just have to be about you know, just you overall. It can be just how you handle certain situations mm. or how you handle certain interactions with people. So, like, for me, um, there's times when, like, like, you know, I've had an interaction with someone and then, like, maybe four months down the line, I assess, like, where I'm at and, like, my friendships and I realise, okay, you know what? Back in November last year, I really handled the situation really badly. I am the type of person now that I will go and apologise. Like, okay, you might not remember this, but I recall this situation and I feel like I really didn't handle it that well and I would like to apologise. Can you forgive me for the way I handled it? And I think for me, once I'm the type of person, once I receive your forgiveness, I'm cool. Things can go back to the way it was before. But not everyone's going to give you that forgiveness. Of course not. Of course not. But for me, I feel like to a certain extent, I will be, I won't feel calm until I've received, even if you don't want to talk to me ever again, hmm. I feel like I just need for you to forgive me for the wrong I've done in that situation. And then we all, we have a mutual understanding and then move forward. That's really good of you. That's yeah, it so takes, good. trust me, it takes a lot. Before my pride will not even allow me to come back and apologize, even if I was in the wrong, I'd rather, at that point for me, I used to be like, I'd rather die then apologize to because I, I was like that's shameful but now I understand like it's all part of growing up you have to be able to acknowledge when you've done wrong and ask for forgiveness it's not all the time like you're supposed to forgive people for wrong they've done to you sometimes you need to acknowledge that yes even though you might not want to be the negative influence in somebody's life but you actually are in terms of where they want to go mm-hmm. and it's all essentially growing as a person um I think that's what we I think that's what we always have to bear in mind is that we are going to have lesson learned along the yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And it's all about how you handle and how you grow as a person. Um, I think when it comes to self-care, um, it's all about actually looking after your mental health. Yeah, and I think it's, for me, I, I'm starting to realise that mental health is probably far more important than physical. I understand the physical bit is needed, but I think if you get your mind right to where you want it to be, then all the physical elements of it will just start to reveal itself mm. i don't know how to explain yeah. it but it's all interrelated isn't it yeah, it's mm-hmm. all like you can't have a healthy man and not have a healthy body yeah and you cannot have a healthy body where you cannot have a health where you don't have a healthy mind because as a person you should be like okay if my body's this great mm-hmm. my mind should align with this yeah but you know people believe that where you where your mind goes your body goes so True. your mind will dictate where your body is going to a certain extent but then you get people who have great bodies but toxic minds how 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 do they manage how, or how do you interact with those people because your bo- boy if you say you know like 
perhaps they focus so much on their body but not enough in the mind yeah but if you develop as you, as i said to you if you, um, as you said sorry if if you develop your mind yeah then you're you start to see the results in your in your body i think what's and goes back to self-love self-care and self-confidence what would be really great if the school system would actually um introduce such lessons on how developing self-confidence and, and self-love i know certain schools for example private schools are actually now starting doing about um meditation or some sort of positive thoughts and affirmations yeah um and this brings me about my second point where affirmation is really important mm. i don't know if you do it um i practice it it's all about i'm i'm positive i'm amazing mm-hmm. i have everything that i need to succeed in life yeah and it's you know it, it has shown that so this is speaking it aloud yes yeah, speaking okay. out loud mm-hmm. i also listen to spotify or youtube's got really good affirmations as well mm-hmm. And I think the reason, and don't quote me on this because I have to look into this deeper, is when you do affirmations and stuff and set, and you listen to certain things, from, um, music that aligns with affirmations, it aligns with who you are as when you were seven years old. Back in the days where you... You're, seven years yeah, old? Yeah. Oh, wow. But that, when you were seven, this is where um, you, you record things and... You learn like so when you're seven, like it's not just about learning; it's about recording what 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 you're listening to, and it mm-hmm. affects your brain. So when you do affirmations, so you're recording the fact that you're amazing. Do you become amazing? You, you, when you're seven, you're very much like, oh, so I'm amazing. Oh, and it's in your brain. So you start to project the fact that you're amazing. I'm trying to think. What what the heck was I thinking when I? I think when I was seven, all I thought about was food and playing. But you had a certain belief of who you are. At seven, I don't even. At seven know. years old. Well, if that's what they say, I guess you did, but maybe I'll, I just didn't pay I'll, much attention to it. I will tell it. you out through text where, where, where I read it. But it's essentially talking about when you when you do your affirmations, it brings you back to your seven-year-old self. But at that time, you learn and record a lot of your things. And saying things aloud, saying things aloud, you mm. begin to record yourself and hear yourself and start believing in who you are. Like okay. when you're seven, you're like, I'm Superman. And you really believe that you're Superman. Oh, you mean it brings you back to that time when you like, no, you're believed, br- yeah, you I, really believed things? Yeah, and yeah, you really believe in things. Okay, you you, you really record in the fact that you are Superman. Okay, because I thought you meant in the sense of when you say it out loud, you go back to being seven. No, and those no, are no, the sorry, things yeah, yeah. you said when I, you were seven years old. Because I, I was like, have... at seven years, old, no, I was not thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I should have articulated myself better. Um, yeah, so it's that the the part of your brain, the part of your mind, yeah. brings that about. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think a lot of people do affirmations. I don't know whether people are ashamed of saying it, but I think um, it's to a certain extent it's a bit weird. Well, how I find is that weird. weird. How I is that weird, weird decla- like, declaring how amazing you are as a person? Yeah, but yet, but yet, but yet, what do you do it yourself? Um, you do it by yourself, but yet you're too quick to talk negatively about yourself. Why don't we make it norm that we talk positively about ourselves rather than negatively? I don't think it's well. It depends on the kind of person you are, like, or whether you. I don't know, but I just find it a bit slightly weird. Look in the mirror and be like, "You're amazing." I'm like, I'm like beautiful. I, I do You're it all the great. time. I'm like, I'm amazing. I've got everything I need to be successful in life. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be you, a millionaire. But, okay, so, but the first time you did it, did you feel comfortable doing it? Yeah. Or was it a bit, okay. But then, you know me as a person, I love myself. Like, one of the you th- say you didn't feel awkward at all? Why do I feel awkward talking about how amazing I am as a person? Why should I feel awkward? Wouldn't, should I feel awkward the fact, isn't it more awkward or should, shouldn't it be feel more wrong if I said to myself, I'm dumb, I'm stupid? Yeah, but why would you do that though? Exactly. So 
why can I not actually tell myself how great I am? No, but I'm saying the act of doing it. But like, d- the first time you no, did I it, don't, was that I don't weird? Think and I think more people should actually do it. Well, it, oh, no, I'm not saying yeah. it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, maybe the, the reason why people don't haven't done it yet or haven't started doing it is just that getting over the hurdle of awkwardness. It might. How is it awkward talking to yourself? How is that awkward? I just find it's, it's like, it's, I have my camera and I'm like, I'm just going to record this. Kavin, you're amazing. And are you just going to watch that back? I just feel like it's just weird. How just, is that weird? I just find it weird. And maybe if I you tell other I'm, people how amazing and how great you are, why can't you tell that yourself? To myself in the mirror. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll try affirmations just without the mirror bit. And okay, you like, don't have to do it with the mirror. Okay, you know, know? for me, like, I just picture it as like you're standing in front of the mirror, you're looking at yourself because that's what they normally say, isn't it? Like before you go into interview, hype yourself up in front of a mirror. You know, tell yourself you're gonna get that job and then go and get the job. I would literally get ready and be like, I'm amazing. I am great. I have everything that I need in life to be successful. I am born to be successful. I'm mili- like, I'm going to be a millionaire. Mirror, yes, in front of me. Or when I'm walking, like, and I, I understand that when you're walking. When though. I'm walking, it's, it's an every opportunity that yeah. I have to reaffirm how, how, who I am as a person. I get, I get, I understand the walking bit. It's just the, that's just for me because I just find, I would find it really I, I think awkward. you should try it. Yeah, I'll try it when I'm walking. Just I think like, affirmations, a affirmation is, is, is really, but it's, really I think it's a good, it's a very good practice, especially because like, I feel like as humans, we don't hear it enough from, from other people, how great we are. So we should do it for ourselves. Exactly. A funny story I want to tell you actually, um, my sister and I was talking and she goes to me, Anlin, do you ever look at yourself in the mirror and be like, oh, I look so ugly. Like, you know, there's yeah. days. And I said to her, no. I've never looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, no. Okay, I've never looked ugly, at myself. I've never oh, looked I, at myself in the mirror and actually said, oh, I don't look good. I'm like, look at me. All right, okay. Well, maybe everybody, We need. what we need to do is we need to package Annalyn's blood. No, but, no, but, <laughs> but I was just like, why? why should I have that negative talk to myself? And I am great because there's only one me. That's true. And if... I think I'm beautiful, and if someone else doesn't think I'm beautiful, doesn't mean that that decreases my value or anything. You just have no. a different definition of what beauty but I think, is. To be honest, I think yeah, you get to a certain point like in life or a certain age where you just other people's like, opinion like it just doesn't matter to you. Like you wear what you want to wear, you'll have your hair how you want to. If they have a comment like today, I was thinking um, when I was walking as well when I was coming here to do the recording, and then there was like people looking at me, and I was just like. I'm not wearing trousers. My fly is not undone. Like, my coat is not hanging funny. Is my skirt hanging up? No. And I was just like, I don't actually care what they think. But I think you need, like, you get to that point in life where mm. you just don't worry about what other people think about you anymore. Yeah, because you know for a fact that it doesn't or shouldn't affect you in any way. Yeah. And the only thing that you should really care about is who you are and and, and what you think about yourself. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Mm. And when it comes to self-confidence, when I was out um, in Shoreditch, um, I think last year or the year before, obviously, as you know, I dance a lot. Mm-hmm. And this guy just comes up to me out of nowhere and he was just like, why are you so confident? What kind of question is that? Well, excuse me. And, and do, do you know what I said to him? I said, because society tells us not to be confident. And I'm so confident, so I, I don't need to buy things. That society tells me to buy things mm. that I don't need that will make me even more insecure anyway. So henceforth, I'm so confident because I don't want to be persuaded of what society tells me to do. That my up. response would have been, well, my confidence gave you the confidence to come up to me and ask me a question. So there you go. I've done my job. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that. It's like, and it actually brings me to the fact that it's a shame that people have to ask you why someone is so confident. I know. That's, a, that's a such a weird question. But it's true. Like, 
People were like, oh, wow, why, why he or she is so confident? Why did, why can't they be confident about who they no, are? No, but that's a society. That is something that we were like, oh, and it's almost like one shouldn't be confident, as if it's not the norm. Like, no, if like- someone's confident, we shouldn't have to ask if someone's confident. Actually, we should ask if someone isn't confident. Because they, sh- they have everything they need to be confident. Confident, yeah. I just feel like there's a fine line of being confident and being arrogant. It's just when you cross, when you're when you're too close to that line, like to me, it's a bit, it's too much. Like you just might need to take a bit of the humble pie and calm down for a bit. But who says arrogant is a bad thing to a certain extent? You don't think arrogance is a bad thing? Well, in terms of knowing that you're a good person or you're beautiful and stuff... Arrogance is... You probably need to Google the definition of it, but arrogance is believing that you... As long as you don't... As long as, long as you don't... When I say, like... But the arrogance is almost to the point of belittling people. No, obviously, like, that's, that's bad. What that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, when you're close well, to I, that, I and that's... It's... When you're overconfident in who you are as a person, I, I don't think that's arrogant. No, 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 no. But I'm saying some people can be confident and close to being arrogant about who they are and what, what I guess, to a certain extent, what is right for other people okay no so yeah that's that's totally wrong yeah like you shouldn't dictate what's right or wrong for but other people. someone else yeah but i think you should be confident enough that no matter what someone says to you about who you are as a person yeah should shouldn't even rattle you yeah it shouldn't challenge you at all now the older i'm getting i do understand the importance of self-love self-care and self-confidence and i think what's so good about self-care is that make sure that you reward yourself of that time to just be alone oh yeah you need personal time i think most of us are always guilty of like feel guilty the fact that oh i'm taking too much time out for myself who is I, I, like if especially like if you're taking situation of work for example mm. you're like oh no i should i should work at this certain amount of time and sometimes you're actually going to work not not just physically sick um but also mentally yeah so allow yourself to to have that time off if you feel drained. Yeah, but I don't think companies acknowledge mental fatigue. Okay, if your company doesn't do it, you yourself should acknowledge the fact that you need that break. Yeah. So allow yourself to be okay to have that time off. Because I think with us, unless it's physical, we, we often ignore the mental fatigue yeah. or the, men- the mental issue. No, but it issue. does take a toll. It, it really does take a toll. And I think, I think the, the mental fatigue bit, the tiredness, and just, you know, helping yourself get to a position where you're good enough to go into work, like, you really need to take time out for that as well. But I guess what you would use either your holidays to do that, if you need it more often in the year, depending on what your company counts as sick leave. Well, some a company needs to, to talk yeah. about. I don't think, but I don't think companies that goes into have another issue actually. Yeah, like what do you define as sick? Like because we we, we often think about it physically, you yeah. Know, but perhaps society needs to, to know the fact that ment- mental sickness should be something that you that covered we all, as yeah. well. Yeah, as part of sick leave. But I don't. I have yet to hear of a company that's implementing that at all. But I know some companies implement some element of self care. Um, or teach some of the employees about it, but I don't think I've first seen it implemented in, let's say, you know, like it's regulation now. But I think companies are doing it as part of their own initiative. Times of like the big mental health, um, um, what's called broadcasting, and trying to get make people more aware of it as well. No, yeah, I I think there's been changes now, like with flexible working as well. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that suits people. Yeah, and um, I agree with you with the whole broadcasting with their mental health. Yeah. I think when it comes to yeah self love, just fully appreciate who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. You are only you, and that's what makes you unique. Yeah, and you shouldn't let anyone tell you how to love yourself. Yeah, and self value as well. When you value and you love yourself so much, you know what you like and what you don't like, mm-hmm. and you won't settle 
for anything less for than anything those. Than less yeah. Than, yeah, exactly. And I would say as well, take if you feel like you need to take time out to define what self-love, self-care mm. and self-confidence means for you, then definitely do that. Um, don't allow society's pressure of, you know, having all of those things to find them once like make you feel like you have to do it no just figure out i guess if you want to focus on just self-care how do you take care of yourself physically and mentally and just focus on that for the time and another thing actually that i wanted to add before we finished um this episode is that don't let social media yes influence influence who you are or influence your self-image i know with instagram for example um where there's a lot of pressure or of looking at someone's high reel and mm. and and comparing yourself of how good their life is um yeah it can become very toxic it can become very toxic mm-hmm. so if you feel like you are in that verge of you know using instagram as a as as a tool to de- to, to decide whether you you're doing well in life um, or you've got a, a perfect medium. body or anything yeah. like that then please have a um social media um what am I like getting rid of it? Yeah, so just yes. like I told myself that this year I will not spend as much time on Instagram as I did last year because I know now they give you now you can check your account of how often what your daily usage is really of Instagram. And I noticed that last year I was spending roughly three and a half hours a day on Instagram. And I was like, and literally, and the times I, I noticed as well, when I when I, when I I saw like how many hours I was spending, when I started to pick up on the hours, it was always between like 7 p.m. to like 11 when I would go to bed that I was spending my most of my time on there. And that was literally because I was scrolling, looking at things. And it's really toxic. So I've told myself, no longer going to spend more than one hour a day on Instagram. And I am only going to be looking at memes, nothing else. Can you do that? Can you can you set the algorithm somehow? Like Instagram has a way of setting algorithm. Um, that it you can depends do your own. on your. Um, no, I think you you have to like prevent yourself from going on it. Oh. I don't think you can like stop it. Um, but in terms of like what you want to be exposed to, I have now. Um, what do you call it? I've changed what I go on. I went on a set of memes for a long period of time to change what I see my discovery page. Oh. So it's only memes, and I don't get no other content that I do not want to see. That's really good. Because so, otherwise, you'll get exposed to things that just drive you crazy. So this brings me about actually talking that self-love is also self-discipline. Mm-hmm. If you love yourself fully enough, or, you know, as, as we should all do, then you need to have the self-discipline to give yourself what it, what it truly needs. <laughs> exactly. So, you, and yeah, and that means practicing daily gratitude. Affirmations. Exactly. Getting rid of toxic <coughs> people. Having an honest conversation with yourself. Have a, um, a social media... Um, what am I trying to say? I can't. I can't <coughs> figure out the word when what, you blo- like discipline for using it. Or? Yeah. So, um, yes. So get rid of social media if you Why need to. Joking? To us. <coughs> I feel like that's touched me so much. <laughs> I'm probably joking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm fine. I think. Um, to a certain extent, and more importantly, ask for help if you feel like you really need it, or yeah. if you feel like you need it. Um, it's really important to know that there's always help out there and it's okay not to be okay. And there's so many numbers, like you can call Samaritans, for example. Um, they're a great charity to call um, in times when you feel <coughs> that you can't talk to your friends or your family. So there's always someone out there that will truly help you if you need that help. Yeah, I think, but definitely set aside time to self-reflect. I think the 
some of the biggest lessons I've learned are through self-reflection. Mm, I agree. When I went to Dominican mm. last year, that was that was really helpful to take a step back and appreciate where 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 I've been mm. and where I'm at, and reflect on what I could, how I am, what I could do better. Yeah. Um. Yes, yeah, so I think I told you the other day that self-reflection, even though some sometimes it's difficult to do. Yeah. Mm. Um. But it's very very important that that we do that. Yeah. And remember, for every no you get, you are one step closer to getting that yes you.